Hey guys, my name is Sufal. I'm Mervin. And welcome to TMA. And this week's topic is going to be on sleep. Sleep. So, like, just a forewarning for anyone listening into this podcast, we are not doctors. We may be pre-med. We are not doctors. If you have any questions about what we're doing or any thoughts on, like, polyphasic sleep or some ideas in here, go contact your doctor before doing it. This is not medical professional advice in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's correct. So we're just going to be sharing a bit of what we researched um, to share some things on sleep and anything you... <laughs> yeah, as Sufal said, anything we say, just don't take it for granted. Go do your own research if you want to and go definitely talk to your doctor if you have anything with sleep disorders. Um, yeah, so I guess we just kind of just get into it. Right? Yeah, so uh, starting off with sleep, um, Marvin, what do you sleep on? Like, are you, are you mattress? I, I mean, I know what you sleep on, but for the viewers, <laughs> the listeners. Um, I sleep on the floor well not directly on the floor i did at some point Mm -hmm. um because i was experimenting with different things all right um so yeah now right now i'm on food i'm on a futon um still fairly comfortable i'm able to get my beauty sleep my eight hours okay yeah what about you um well i live a bit more of a bougie life than you i have a mattress i used to have a box a box spring and like a frame um didn't bring those to hamilton yet so right now i'm just sleeping on a mattress so speaking of you know, sleeping, I kind of really want to take a nap before the, we were recording this. And, like, what do you have about naps? Like, do you take naps? Do I take naps? Well, when it comes to, uh, do I take naps often? I feel like, you know when you have the afternoon slump? Oh, yeah. Right? I feel like sometimes I will, but sometimes with you just a class, you don't really get the chance to. So that does result in some afternoon class napping. Oh, yeah. We try to avoid that. (laughs) So, apparently, when you're taking naps, you should always take naps before 3 p.m. Because before 3 p.m., you're more likely not to mess with your circadian rhythms. And and essentially, you still have daylight. So, that daylight ensures that you have time to wake up. Because after you sleep, there's always a period of waking up. And on top of that, you still have light in order to continue on with your day. And on top of that, um, I, whenever I nap, I have a horrible habit. I knock out for three, four hours, you know, oh, a yeah. year sometimes. <laughs> you know, I don't remember, like, I don't plan to nap that long, but I just do. So what the ideal napping time is, is either cycles of REM, which is approximately 90 minutes, this is an hour and a half, or uh, 20 minutes, which is before you hit deep sleep in uh, NREM, which is essentially uh, non-REM. Oh, wow. Dropping a bunch of facts all here. Okay. Obviously, okay. yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> Listeners want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but one thing I like to do before I go to sleep at night is essentially turn on my blue light filters on everything. In fact, sometimes mm. I just have it on 24-7. Yeah, same. I actually have, my screen's pretty orange right now. If you yeah, can't yeah, tell. it's pretty yeah. yellow. But, I mean, I don't really notice it anymore because I'm just a bit yeah, used to it. Yeah, you get used to it, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, what was the study on blue light? What does it do again? Blue light, um... Well, from what I recall, it's the most powerful frequency of light, right? Oh, yeah, what yeah. What do you think? Frequency? Um, it's like the strongest, the I guess. The strongest. I, we're not completely sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while since I took physics. But yeah, pretty much, although I think all light has an impact on your sleep, but apparently blue light is the one that affects your uh, affects melatonin levels the most. Oh, okay. So melatonin... You know what kind of hormone that is? I, I thought you said melanin for a second, but melatonin. No, no, no. That's, that's, no, what no, that's a different episode, no, right? No, that's definitely a different episode. But uh, what is melatonin? Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, so so pretty much melatonin is like our sleep hormone. And pretty much what happens is light suppresses our secretion of melatonin. So okay. when we have a bunch of melatonin, it makes us super drowsy, and then we go to sleep. Um, but blue light actually suppresses melatonin most powerfully. 
So yeah, if you ever do take a nap or you go sleep at night, make sure you have your blue light filter off maybe 30 minutes to an hour before so that you don't mess up with your sleep schedule. Off or on? Oh, off. Off for sure, guys. Off. Well, on. Oh, you know what? Oh, on. my God. You want blue light up. off. Okay. Yeah, you want blue light off, which means blue light filter on. Of course. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. I messed up. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't think that... Oh, well, one thing that does make sense with what we just talked about is, you know how I mentioned we need light after we wake up in order to not mess with the circadian rhythms, a.k.a. sleeping before 3 p.m. Blue light is naturally in our sun. So that's where we get a lot of it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I heard that, like, I don't know about you, but in, like, our Bengali culture, there's this joke called batgum. And batgum is essentially, like, sleeping after eating rice. It's the most <laughs> unhealthy thing. But I, you were mentioning earlier off the podcast that, like, there's some cultures that incorporate napping into, yeah. a, tell me about it. So pretty much, we a lot of us, I feel like a lot of us have felt the afternoon slump before. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to our circadian rhythm, that's pretty natural. Yeah. Uh, the afternoon slump is a thing, guys. So if you're napping in class, maybe you can make that excuse of, hey, guys, it's just my circadian rhythm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some cultures um, have this thing called a siesta or like a siesta sleep. And that essentially is an afternoon nap. Um, sometimes, but I think it's very similar, like a power nap, about 20 minutes. Um, but it can go as long as about 90 minutes or two hours. And that's pretty much of, um, well, it's called siesta based off Spain's influence. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it covers in a lot of countries, uh, Greece, Italy, the Philippines. Oh, You guys seem to have oh, wow. something similar. I yeah. should probably move over there. <laughs> Yo, Canada is not treating me right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to fight for our rights with an afternoon naps. In oh, our honestly, yeah. You know, back in kindergarten, those oh, naps, yes. they hit right, man. They mm. hit just right. Yeah, that, that was like the best part of the day, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I mean, is sleeping like that? I've, I've also heard, like, it's not cultures necessarily, but people that sleep, like, super weirdly. Like, I remember at one point I was debating, like, going on the sleep schedule where you sleep, like, 20 minutes every three hours. Oh, yeah. And just function, like, <laughs> like, polyphasic, biphasic, what was that stuff? Yeah, so pretty much, I'm, I'm assuming you sleep, like, one chunk per day, right? Like, you have a one-second no, sleep. And occasionally in my three-hour uh, nap. Maybe the nap, right? Yeah, <laughs> the nap, yeah. But pretty much... Um, what's, what's typical of most people is they sleep a, at least, well, I don't say most people, but most people that we're, we know, they usually mm-hmm. sleep that eight hour chunk at night. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what we call monophasic sleeping. So you have one period where you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, but not everyone does that. And the siesta that we talked about earlier is an example of biphasic sleeping. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But the weird one that we've, <laughs> that we recently discovered is something called polyphasic sleeping. Okay. So polyphasic sleeping is essentially sleeping in multiple segments throughout the day. And there are a bunch of different um, different types of polyphasic sleeping ones. There's, um, I think, Dymaxion, Everyman. There's an Uberman as well. Uberman. Yeah. I don't recall them exactly, but essentially they are, like as you said, pretty pretty wild. I, I think in to- it usually consists of uh, multiple naps per- throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and in total, people using the schedule only sleep maybe two or three hours. Okay, that's crazy. So... I'm not a scientist, so I can't say whether it's good or bad, but it definitely doesn't seem like something for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I don't know about sense. you, but yeah. But like, I mean, sleeping that little, wouldn't that affect like REM? Yeah, it would. I'm yeah. Definitely with that little sleep, I'm not sure how you're getting through all your, was it your REM cycles, right? Yeah. So what for those of you that don't know what REM is and keep hearing us mention it, it stands for rapid eye movement. And we have these things called REM cycles, which is essentially a cycle of sleep that has a short period of time where our eyes move while we sleep. Our brain activity is at its highest point. So speaking of REM, the when we go to sleep, 
the first period of sleeping is super light sleep. You know, people can wake you up super easy. It's like 10 to 20 minutes-ish. It's light sleep, decreased heart rate. Your body temperature goes down, which is also why we all like cold pillows and a colder temperature. Mm. And it's essentially just like this preparation for like sleeping in a deep state. Eventually, um, this period right now isn't REM yet. For all of you listening, we like to call it non-REM or N-REM. So non-REM also has deep sleep though. REM doesn't just mean deep sleep. Uh, and then the deep sleep, we have muscle repair, tissue growth. And this is also the point where if you nap and you manage to go into non-REM, deep sleep, you wake up feeling super groggy. Mm. And like you basically just hate life. <laughs> yeah. So after about 90 minutes of this, we enter our first period of REM sleep. Remember, it's a cycle, so it happens multiple times depending on how long you sleep. So after about 90 minutes, we hit about 10 minutes, which is REM sleep. Our eyes are moving very fast underneath our eyelids. You wouldn't notice, obviously, you're asleep. And we have dreams here. And these 10-minute dreams can appear to be super like vivid, super imaginative. Whatever you're thinking about comes up in your dream. And some people, will like our brain is essentially act, fully active at this point. right? So how does this exactly work? REM, when we hit REM, our pawns send signals to our cerebral cortex, which is like the outside of the brain. And it essentially turns off our spinal cord turns off our limbs so that way when we're imagining like for example me jumping off a cliff i'm not literally going to jump off my bed or something like that my body is (laughs) stiff it's stuck nothing is really happening and like even when we lose a dream where we act however we want we don't do any of those limb movements thanks to our spine spinal cord being shut off eventually 10 minutes are over your dreaming is over you go back into that light sleep deep sleep and then another section of REM which slowly increases in time so how long does it take for you to go through like all these cycles of sleep? So going through one cycle is average about one hour and 30 minutes. It's different for every single person, but one hour, 30 minutes is like that key amount of time to go through one cycle of REM. So you're telling me if I had to set like a napping schedule, I should set it for every 90 minutes or something? See, yeah, uh, but not all of us have time to just, you know, take out one hour, 30 <laughs> minutes and nap. That'd I be amazing, right? So that's why we like earlier I recommended 20 minutes, 10 minutes is about the average time you want to nap because you don't hit that deep sleep and you wake up feeling refreshed and good. Oh, so that makes sense with the siesta thing I was talking about earlier, how some people did a 20-minute sort of power nap siesta, and some people did like a two-hour, an hour and a half sort of siesta throughout the afternoon. Yeah. Speaking of all this sleeping and napping and REM, like how much do you actually sleep every night? Ooh, myself. Let's see. I I probably sleep a lot less than I should. I'm probably closer to about seven hours, which isn't that bad. You can't say that after I'm about to give my oh, answer. Oh, okay. Guys, no, I sleep plenty. Seven hours is, is good for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I personally sleep... I don't even have a range. My you have range, a schedule? I don't even... My sleeping <laughs> schedule is garbage, guys. I will fall asleep at three and wake up when yeah. I'm required I'm going to take a nap after this. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, last night, I decided to sleep early. I slept at around 11 o'clock. Oh. Woke up oh. today. Woke up today at seven o'clock, you know, feeling rested, went grocery shopping. But, like, we're essentially young adults. And the NSF, National Sleep Foundation, uh, in 2015, what is it, like four years ago? Yeah. Released a, a study where for the first time they gave a recommended amount of sleep we should be getting. Are we like, and they, they have like every single age range. Uh, well, we're both 19. So yeah, we're hitting it. We're supposed to get six hours um, <laughs> an average or 79 hours about. Oh, just made it in. All yeah, right. yeah. But some people get more, some people get less. So like average sleep range. So let me ask you, how much do you think a baby should sleep? Or baby? recommended? Oh man, I'm going to say 13 hours. You're right below. Baby should be hitting 14 to 17 oh, okay. hours. I was close. That was close. Yeah, they're like koalas. They sleep a lot. <laughs> All right. Or, uh, and then if you're talking about infants, which is more so. Oh, wait. Actually, I didn't define what a baby was. 
Oh. Technically, you'd be right if you, if I said just baby. But infants are like you know past like four months. Okay. So they so say, not not taller yet. Not but not, not taller. Yeah. yeah. They're like twelve to fifteen hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, preschoolers, they're blessed. They have nap time because they need ten to thirteen hours. So I'm, I'm imagining they have like a biphasic sleep schedule. Yeah, you'd be right with the yeah. afternoon naps. Yeah, afternoon yeah. naps. Uh, teens, all y'all high schoolers, eight to ten hours. Young adults, which is us, eighteen to twenty-five. We get about. We should be getting about seven to nine hours. Adults, guess how much for adults? Adults, twenty-six to sixty-four years old. How much sleep are they recommended to get? I think I'm just gonna go with the standard eight hours. Eight hours is smack in between. The range is three hours to so seven to nine hours long. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, older adults, so senior citizens, sixty-five and up. Huh. I'm just going based off how much my grandparents sleep. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to think about so it. So let's see. Grandma, how much do you sleep? You sleep around. You should call her up right now. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I call friends? <laughs> no, no calling friends. No hints. Um. Take a guess. Ten. Ten is way more. It's actually less than adults. We should be. They should be getting about seven to eight hours. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I should tell my grandma she's sleeping too much, right? Oh, um, I wouldn't recommend that unless you want a nice earful. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she she does. You know. You do you. Yeah. Okay. Now. I was thinking about it for a bit, and I'm like, okay, so why is it that I'm getting so little sleep? Or why is it that, you know, people I know are getting so mm. little sleep? And I'm like, okay, well, what do what do people do on a Friday night? Oh. They go out. Oh, no. They party. <laughs> you know, they have a little bit of uh, alcohol. Legal drinking, of course. Yeah. Um, They may in, indulge in a little bit of marijuana. That's now legal in Canada. Correct. Yeah. And that affects sleep, believe it or not. So when you smoke marijuana or you inhale it, eat it through edibles or whatever it may be what exactly it does is a lot of people feel sleepy after a little bit but when you go to sleep you don't hit REM the CBD and THC does not essentially let you fall into a deep sleep because you have hormones being released that normally aren't released you're under intoxication and with alcohol um, again pretty similar thing it blocks REM sleep you have a lot of bathroom trips which interrupts your sleep because your bladder is getting full right and, like, it completely ruins your circadian rhythm. You're not going to have a good night. And on top of that, you're probably going to wake up with a hangover if you drink enough. So, all in all, not a good time. Yeah. Okay. You have any experience drinking alcohol and sleeping, Marvin? Oh, I'm not. I can't say it's useful. I am definitely not a drinker or yeah. of any sort. Um, I, I like my sleep. Yeah. No, I really do, too. But, yeah, I still manage to lose it through uh, YouTube. And other, <laughs> other... Reddit. Uh, Reddit. Oh, yeah, no. you know, oh. I, I distract myself a lot. Okay. Well, if we're talking about drugs still... Um, I guess I should go on the other side of caffeine. Oh, coffee. That's my so, fix. I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker You're at not. all. Okay, I'm definitely a coffee you drinker. You are, right? Yeah. Do you 100%. do a cup every morning? Um, No. For me, caffeine is when like I'm powering through at 7 o'clock. I need to stay awake for a couple more hours. You know, I'll drink a cup of coffee. Occasionally after class, grab an espresso or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it turns out, unsurprisingly, that caffeine does affect your sleep as well. I would expect so, yeah. So, have you experienced a caffeine crash before Zufall? I definitely have. Yeah. Okay. Well, essentially, what happens is, well, in in our in our brains, our central nervous system, we have, um, what what these are, we have something called adenosine receptors. Okay. And adenosine receptors will be binding to, or will be binding to adenosine. Okay, makes sense. So throughout the day, adenosine kind of builds up, um, and that eventually that causes us to feel sleepy. But the okay. thing is, caffeine actually can, when it can also bind to the the adenosine receptors. And if adenosine can't bind, that means we're not going to feel sleepy anymore. Okay, right? I'm following. But the thing is, adenosine doesn't just go away. So when we when we have caffeine 
um, when that's when that and adenosine receptors, when they're all happy together, adenosine is just building up, right? Oh, it doesn't like go yeah. away. Okay. So once all the caffeine's gone, all the adenosine just comes rushing in, and that's when you crash. Oh, it's kind of like building a dam and then breaking it down. All yep. of a sudden, you're getting flooded with the adenosine. So it's like that trade-off. You're like, I'm okay. going to feel really alert for a while, but maybe oh. five, six hours later, you're done. <laughs> okay, that's a huge trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that if you're... <laughs> Should you ever drink caffeine, or no, have caffeine in your drinks, like coffee or tea, um, be careful of the crash. <laughs> okay, no, that makes sense. You know, speaking of coffee, I know for a fact I'm at caffeine. I know for a fact that whenever I stress, due to assignments mostly, I drink coffee. And I know for a fact that, you know, stress affects your sleep too. You release hormones that, like, block your REM, block your sleep cycles, and just in general don't let you sleep. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of us students out here, we stress. We stressing. <laughs> we, we stressing, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that, what do we have personally? We have the organic chemistry. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of things. We should probably not be recording this right now. Yeah, we, we should do our assignment. It's okay. We but get, we want to educate. We want to educate, we educate Don't make the same mistake as us, exactly, guys. Exactly, man. Do your, do your homework if you have Exactly. Any. So, talking about all this, um, I travel, or I traveled a lot when I was younger. And I mean, obviously, if you think about it, people living in different places on in on Earth are going to sleep at different times. But what about me? If I travel from, say, Canada and I go to Europe, somewhere in Europe, um, I enter a new time zone. And that kind of affects my sleep. Like, do you have any experience moving to a different time zone? Um, I feel like the most common thing is jet lag, right? Jet, oh, jet lag is a big thing. It's pretty much just your circadian rhythms being thrown off, right? Yeah, and you got to take a few, well, depending on how where you go in the world or how different your time zones are, it takes possibly even up to a few days to adjust. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of people suggest that when you're like traveling and you enter that new time zone, like beforehand, two or three days before you even travel, you know, adjust your sleep schedule a little bit, right? Which I is tough. <laughs> which is tough. Yeah. And um, obviously, when you travel there, a lot of people recommend you expose light to yourself at the right times. Mm. So, like, don't go to sleep right away. Yeah. Because if it's light outside, you need that light in order to fix your circadian rhythms. Force yourself to go to sleep when lights are gone. Okay. So pretty much just smartly timing when you look at light, when you're outside, et cetera, et cetera, what you drink, eat, specifically caffeine and things that inhibit sleep. All right. Well, speaking of light, yeah, you are you are definitely onto something when you say light affects the uh, affects your sleep schedule. I mean, it really does, yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I would never get out of bed. So the way my mom would always wake me up was turn on, just turn on the lights. It was really easy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, technically, when we go to sleep, there's no sun. When we wake up, yep. there is sun. Yeah, you go with the, that's the 24-hour yeah. biological clock yeah. we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so turns out light, I mean, it's probably not surprising, but light does definitely affect your ability to not sleep. Not a revelation, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> facts. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. So have you watched uh, Vsauce before? I have, yeah. Yeah, so the guy running it, uh, Michael, he actually has this series called Minefield on YouTube. Yeah. And his first, I think it was season one, episode one was an, was an episode on isolation. Oh. So... I mean, it's, it was yeah, it's definitely focused on isolation. But what happened was he went into a like, like a little room for I think it was a period of three days with the lights just on for twenty four seven or over the period of three days. Yeah. Um, and he had nothing in there except basic necessities. So he had like a washroom in there, okay. water. But it was interesting to see that even after a day of the light being on all the time, his like perception of time started to shift. So oh. he'd be like, okay, it's been a day, but really maybe only sixteen hours had passed. 
Oh shit! Right? Yeah, because what do you base your time off? Yeah, he's not. He's no reference. Yeah, and having the light on all the time really messed up his sleep schedule. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know about you, but if I had a light on for three days, I would definitely be messed up. Yeah, I feel like no, without like you don't have a clock in there, you can't really right? do anything. And, and I guess it it is kind of because there's the kind of two parts. Like he was also isolated, so I don't maybe that had a factor as well. Mm. But for sure, having a light on all the time definitely. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't go to sleep with my lights on. Imagine having that on twenty four seven. No clock. Yeah, I would be struggling yeah. to. Def- de- yeah, so light definitely plays a factor. Yeah. There's actually a few studies on other. I think it was like underground subway workers versus the ones who work on the surface level. Okay. And unsurprisingly, again, the ones who are underground typically have more have lower quality of sleep or mm. they have trouble sleeping. And it makes sense because if you're underground for whatever, maybe you're eight hours a day working, you come out. And it could be day, it could be night. It kind of messes with you being in the dark all the time, right? Yeah, apparently, there's this term um, called Zeitgebers. I don't know if I'm Whoa, saying that right. That, it's it's a German okay. term. It's I think it translates into English um, as the same word. But essentially, it refers to environmental cues that like reset the sleep rhythm. Huh. Yeah. Like, so what kind of cues. Yeah. So I I was like I was questioning. I read this term like what the hell's an like, environmental cue? And literally, what they listed off was like you know light. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so shorts. Pretty much, I guess. But there's there's other environmental cues like you know, uh, seeing animals fall asleep or like lack of, okay, movement outside. Like uh, I mean, there's artificial factors and like natural factors. I guess nowadays. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like because nowadays we're surrounded by artificial lights so often. Yeah. That really I feel like are. we almost need that clock on us or a watch on us to yeah. see. Because without it, we would we don't really have that. I guess the natural internal clock that most people or most yeah, I like guess, our ancestors probably had. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of all messed up in a sense. No, we are. Yeah. I mean, we live in a place or a time where light is literally up to us. I flip a light switch on. Boom. I got light. I can do my work. Yeah. And I'm not relying on a big floating orb of gas that's on fire. Mm. I could also just turn the light off and nap whenever I want. Uh, don't tell me that. Man. <laughs> I'm sleepy already. Yeah. So um, you got anything else for me on sleep? You got um, any sleep experiences? Any stories? Because I have stories? one. Oh, I, have I think, I think dreams is going to be a different episode. Dreams but, would but be a great episode, yeah. We're like lucid dreaming. But um, yeah, I'm, I think that's it. Just make sure you get your sleep. It's pretty much, sleep is really important. Yeah, like, n- like no cap. <laughs> They're trying to sing in there. Um, you, need, you need to get that sleep. Yeah, so um, go, go sleep if you need to. Yeah, Stop listening. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're, we're keeping you up from your assignment or your project due tomorrow. You should, you should definitely go sleep. Yeah, definitely um, go sleep. Get your sleep. It'll get you more productive. It'll get you running better. You definitely won't regret it unless you're napping for 40 minutes and you wake up in deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Don't have caffeine, like, hours, even hours before going to bed. Don't do that. Yeah, okay. Um. Again, we're not doctors, so don't take everything we say to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so that was pretty much the end of our podcast. If you liked anything you heard or you want to join us in our conversation, feel free to email us at yeah, tell me about at, official. Yeah, tell me yeah. about official at gmail.com. Uh, we have socials up right now. Uh, you, if you know us personally, just shoot us a message on whatever we got Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. Pretty much uh, it. Thank right. you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week on our next episode. All right. Yeah. Bye. Right. Bye.